A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the yes. touchdown Gordon Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez not being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska on everybody that's how we start off uh <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight everybody we got drake drake what's up bud not much man how are you i am fabulous i'm excited to be joined by you guys um it's gonna be a fun show tonight i think it's gonna go off the rails but it's gonna be pretty fun yeah it'll get a little wild yeah we'll we'll take it as it goes i think we'll be fine with that and uh yeah, let's let's see let's see how this goes. Fitz, Fitz, what's up, bud? Oh, can I talk? I I thought you guys said I was muted tonight. Oh I was just gonna watch uh, you two. Well, yeah, this is how I, it's you gonna, know, this think, is how it's gonna be. This is how it's gonna be. You started it. You started it. Uh, someone's a little 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 salty tonight. I can see. It's weird to me that the only one of us with children is the one acting like a child, ninety percent <laughs> of the time. <laughs> Yep, that's that actually that, <laughs> that actually computes. I'm 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 a little cranky. I only I only did three mows today. I was gonna do a fourth just to really get it. Um, but uh, I only did the three. So and I didn't. Put I didn't that big swear. Nebraska N in your yard yet? What's that? You put the big Nebraska N in the yard yet? Uh, no, I did not. I I'm waiting on the paint. It's okay. I'll go come burn it in your yard if you want. That's what I was. Well, it's it's burn or or paint, and I haven't gotten the wife's blessing on either one. So we'll start with mowing, 
drop it down, just go full on dirt at the lowest level on the blade. And then, sounds like uh, she's not the one, Fitz. Oh wow, <laughs> it's it's time to end it, buddy. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, I guess just this isn't gonna work. Don't let Sorry, her listen Mama to this Fitz. episode. Here comes only here comes only fans. You you uh you gonna charge a lot for that, Fitz, or uh, you gonna no, go me, discount? Me looking. Me oh, looking. Oh, I thought you were gonna go get on OnlyFans. Uh, say, we I'm better, proud of we you. better tag Fitz in an OnlyFans post so he gets uh, bombarded by the bots. I I couldn't Crazy remember how to do that, but no. that was the that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen on Twitter, and the <laughs> fucking stupidest, but it, one of the funniest things as well. Can yes. we can we give a can we give a shout out to uh, Johnny on that one? Yeah, I mean, just uncalled for, but absolutely the 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 depths that that went to was amazing. Uh, when we get ready to play Minnesota, if I don't see Johnny use that on, I, I can't even think of his co- the coach's name right now. Fleck? Are you talking yeah, about if Fleck? He does, if he doesn't tag PJ Fleck in one of those right before the game, I'm going to lose it. I really feel like we should lead the initiative to have every Nebraska fan tag PJ Fleck with an OnlyFans to see if we can get that uh, whole account to go down in a day or so. <laughs> I, mean, oh. I mean, Twitter would, would definitely be sick of us, but that that's okay. They're, they're probably already sick of Nebraska fans. So, I guess, should we talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, boys? We got a little bit of breaking news right before the podcast jumped off. And... Got a huge defensive line commitment. Uh, Stephen, Stephon Wynn Jr., the transfer from Alabama. Um, that's huge. I mean, Nebraska is a, a pretty big player in the transfer portal, guys. What's, I mean, is this your guys' first time hearing about it, or do you see earlier when everyone else did? Uh, this is my first time hearing about it. I have not been on Twitter today. Uh, that That's huge. So you have a life. I'm glad to hear it, actually. Yes, yes. I, I did a little bit of work today. I went and worked in the open house. So, um, no, you know, that that's huge. That will uh, that that'll go great with the rest of the discussion. Fitz, what's your initial thought? I, I think I it almost kind of fills that that last void. I kind of looked at if we could get those eight bodies um, that we had a little bit more of a rotation. It's amazing just in the last month where a an area of major concern from every pundit every journalist every husker fan in a way has now kind of gone to we're a little bit more confident we are there's there's some um those holes aren't there anymore there's some potential let alone potential but you got some some veterans coming in in different areas you know mathis in that mix now you've got it just areas of need they filled them and I'm going to let Zach come in with, with the next part here. What happens next with the team, with the staff, that's going to be the big part. Yeah. Um, I, and Nebraska, I, I feel like they've kind of got to be to a point, a, a big player in the transfer portal, just with the talent out there. I mean, you've, you've seen that they've been able to get guys, um, very talented guys, in into this the stadium and with the staff and everything and that's the staff has been able to really do some phenomenal things um as far as i think i've said this before when nebraska's been good there's there's innovations in the game 
with the transfer portal and NIL being the next big innovation, do you guys think Nebraska can sustain the model that they've got going right now? And what I mean by that is, can they build a base of players and then sprinkle in the extra pieces that they need through the transfer portal to get them over the hump? Well, and that's exactly what I was thinking about is, is this, is what they've done in the transfer portal right now over the last, you know, five, six months and really gained steam over the last couple of months, is this actually going to transition to the recruits coming in the 2023s, the 2024s? And I know that goes back to what you were just asking. Can the plug and play pieces create the stability and the groundwork for development and, and all of that. I think it can. Um, we always talk about, how, you know, Lincoln is that, is that fishbowl. When those guys come in, they, they're, they're in this fishbowl. But we've now got an opportunity where we're landing to keep that going, those big fish. And they are now that big fish in a small pond. And that NIL helps. The collective with ABM helps. It's, it's a, I mean, it's, it's obvious we're not to the point of, although it was, it's great for football fans. It's great for social media. You know, we're not, we're not getting pulled into the um, SEC hoopla that's going on right now with uh, Texas A&M and Bama. We can just kind of now slowly and, and quietly do, do the thing that Nebraska needs to do. And, you know, people, we know it, people want Nebraska to be good. You know, media, everybody wants it. And if this is what it takes to kind of write that a little bit, balance it, and then go forward from there, why not? Why not? And we've seen it, like you said, the innovations we've seen it in the past. It was, you know, Tom Osborne said, hey, we got to get got to get better at these positions. If we can do that, and all of a sudden they're starting to win those bowl games, and then we know the we know the the rest of that story. So I I completely agree. What do you think, Drake? Uh, I'm a, I'm a yes and no guy. I, I don't think it is going to be a long-term successful model to land as many transfers and big-time position of needs every year. Uh, I just don't think that's sustainable. Um, and we were talking about it a little bit before we, before we started recording. The staff, and granted, the entire offensive staff is new, right? They need to, to A, continue plucking out of the – portal but also to get some of those high-end high school kids is they have to show that they can not only identify the talent but develop it because there's a lot of guys that they've identified that didn't pan out a lot of guys that have that have done well that have showed up here with one year left Samari Toure being the most recent one that I can think of uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried that if we sh- if we see immediate success this season that that's what we're going to continue with. And it's got to be more of a backfill, fill the position of need as opposed to rely on guys that have already produced only. Um, and I think you're getting a lot of guys that you're pulling in based off of previous production at key positions, quarterback, some wide receivers, defensive line. Um, I, I think that's hard to do that every year. We can't do it with quarterback every year. We already know that that that's unrealistic. Uh, I, I'm excited to see how it works out. I think they brought in the right guys and the right amount of talent for 
for, you know, a one run with the mercenaries, but they need to start backfilling that with some high school kids that are ready to go and that they can develop. So I got a question for you. So you, you remember Kansas State in the 90s when they built their program through the through the uh, JUCO route? Mm-hmm. I feel like the transfer portal, it can't be used in that way where you go, hey, we're going to go 100% in the transfer portal and we're going to put this together in Michigan State it, we're going to Kansas State it, and we're going to say, hell, this has got to work out because we do it this way. I think if you need, say, a, a wide receiver or a running back or, or, or this, but there's certain positions outside of a, an uber-talented quarterback, I don't think you can do it at those positions unless you need an upgrade that badly. No, I totally agree. Uh, I, I don't know where your question was in that, but um, like I, I guess I was just trying to I, I was I was trying to make sure that you weren't saying that it, it can't work by supplementing a few pieces as opposed to yeah. No, like, I guess that, that was my question. No, no, a- absolutely. And you know what? Uh, I'm glad you brought up K State because that's Snyder's first run, right? Second run, yep. he realizes that the JUCO model isn't working. And they start, you know, they sprinkle in the JUCO guys, but they went super heavy in high school to rebuild what he had. Uh, now, I, I think there's a happy medium. But the the counterpoint is there's always some sort of a correction. We're going to see some sort of a correction with this transfer portal. We're going to see some sort of a correction with NIL, whether there's a mass governing body that oversees it all. If Nebraska doesn't learn how to adapt, they will die, and we've seen it for the last twenty years because we didn't adapt soon enough. Well, if there's if there's guys out there, are you are you at the mindset that okay, we've got to get through these next couple of years, or are you still in favor of if it's a if it's the right guy at the right position, do you go for him, or are we really looking at this as the free agency market? Hey, if we can get the best player available. Let's bring them in and put them into the system and let them help the team. Or do you have a a, a feeling either way, or is that not necessarily? No, no. A I big think picture? I think you always go like our wide receiver rooms. Receiver room is stacked, right? Would I still have loved to get Addison, who's going to USC? Absolutely. Is he? That's yes, Fitz. Yes. He's, he's yeah, got he three point five million reasons to go to USC. Yeah. So, no, I think you always go after those those guys, but you can't have all your eggs in that one basket, just like Nebraska doesn't have all their eggs in on Dylan Riola, who's committed to Ohio State now. Like, you just can't, That's you breaking can't, throw news. All, you can't throw all your eggs into one basket and go in after the top high school kid or the biggest transfer. If you can land them, great. I think you always keep a few scholarships available for those guys. But you have to be able to identify the high school talent and bring them in and develop them. So they're next man up. It's just the way it is. And if you want to get more of those top end transfers, not, you know, defense, we did really well this year. Offense was okay. I thought we brought in a couple of pretty good quarterbacks. You have to have, you know, proof is in the pudding somewhat. You have to show success. Otherwise, you know, we're bringing in these guys for bad publicity at this point. Yeah, I think you get one chance to make it work with the transfer portal guys, and if it is not a somewhat success one way or the other, whether it be wins or drafts or, or you know getting people to the league is the ultimate success point at a certain point. Um, 
I think Nebraska hurts themselves if they don't show success this year and win a certain amount of games, I guess. Um, they got to yeah. look good. If they don't look good, then why even transfer? I mean, there's there's no point to transfer to, to Nebraska at that point. Totally agree. And, you know, Jeff Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey the Greek brought it up. Shout out to Jeff. He's, you know, one thing that worries me about this transfer portal class, specifically at the quarterback position, is if you look at, you know, blitz packages thrown at Casey Thompson, his numbers were actually a little bit worse than Adrian Martinez, and that's a spot where we need a big boost. Now, I think Casey, a lot like Adrian, was a victim of some poor situations down there at Texas. I don't think that's all on him, but he needs to improve there. There's no doubt about it. Well, counter counterpoint, you've got just in the, a pretty good discussion the other day uh, with, with Michael Severe, and he brought up the fact that what – those blitz things, Jeffrey the Greek nailed the percentages. You just brought it up. Um, you know, you everybody can go back and, and hear that on that episode. But Adrian's deficits, accuracy, and those those the short to Im- intermediate throws. You know, even the even the screens, even the you know the those sorts of things. But the the slant stuff like that, if which takes the blitz away right you do those things to counter what you're not getting or what the coaches are seeing and so they're you know they're playing that game and if if that's something that casey thompson is good at you know you take that blitz maybe that number is irrelevant and Mm -hmm. if the offense that that they were running threw up more 50 50 balls and they kind of threw those hey let's just take these shots you know maybe the interceptions are going to be there so it's, you know, just on the other side of it, but I, I really think Severe was, was onto something though, that what Adrian lacked was his vision and reading the, the field. I, and I, you know, people can, pe- people can argue this and disagree completely, but I really felt too often that Adrian was a, a one read guy and it was the read that was called on the play. And if that wasn't there, it was either forced and then, you know, on and on and on. And that's what I'm, I, I I'm just kind of putting this out there to say, no, if, you're if, right though. I mean, the big 12, their style of play kind of lends it to that 50, 50 ball, right. Which leads to the, you know, the percentages going down. And I, I've been saying it for three years. I want to see way more quick hitters in that offense and slants and drag routes. So I'm hoping they build that. I'm, I've, I've said this as a counterpoint to, you know, help with the pass protection. We need some quick hitter routes to get some short yardage that'll loosen up the running game. That'll buy Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy, whoever's back there a little bit more time because the defense isn't going to be pinning their ears back because we're only looking for 15 to 20 yard routes. Well, we've seen, I mean, we saw last year, um, Ramir Johnson, there's, there's just the callback episode, I guess, but you know, Oh, you know, he's playing Ohio state has a great catch and run, you know, and then he's running the wheel route, stuff like that. We're getting those guys involved, but at the same time we've seen where the it's there, but the throws behind the running back, the throws mm-hmm. behind the receipt, or they've got to jump on something that if they can just catch and go, they've got 15 built in yards. Yeah. You know, those little things, if though, and again, but that also goes to why they were three and nine, a play here and a play there. You know, Will Compton says, you know, we're nine plays away from nine and three versus three and nine, you know, take that for what it is, but it is those, you know, a play here, a play there. 
And eventually you build that up. And now that's a play you can run whenever you need to. Who cares if the offense or defense knows what's coming and you're getting seven yards. You're not behind schedule. You know, just it's amazing. And we all know this with football, how one piece, it just kind of goes. They can they look so good when they script. They know that. And then it just kind of starts to change a little bit. And if they can get it to where the once they get off script, they can get back onto it in a way, so to speak. Yep. I really, th- but having, I think having Casey Thompson back there is going to be uh, a bright spot. Oh yeah. I totally agree. Mike, my, my biggest question. I mean, I don't think we improved enough to go out and blow out all these teams that we lost close games to. I mean, we're not going to walk into Michigan and blow the doors off of them unless, you know, things go really well and we're all hoping for that, but can we have a competent two minute drill? I, you know, to, in in the last four years, what what is the worst two minute drill that you've seen? I go back to the last year's Wisconsin game where we got to the thirty five, and all four plays went to the end zone, all four with a minute left, and I think we still had two timeouts. We could have used the middle of the field, and we just went to the end zone from thirty five yards out four times. What game was it where they got inside the ten? I don't know. Oh, geez. I'm not making this up, am I? They got inside the 10 and couldn't – I mean – They got stopped at the one at Michigan Well, when they played Michigan. Yeah, and then the pass interference call. And then those are – but those are the things that, whether it's throwing it up to the to tight ends, receivers, having the ability to – you know, and we've seen this a couple of years ago, we don't need to, to run the smallest scat back into the line four times trying to get, you know, those mm-hmm. four yards. So I, I think at that point in time, having a guy like Whipple, having – like you said, Drake, you know, once we get into the 35, is there going to be some, some, some diversity in the play calling? Is there going to be some, some that the defense does not know what's coming and be able to, whether it's first downs or 35 yards on one play, being able to punch those in and not give a seven for three when we don't know if the three is, you know, a definite. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, I feel like we actually, you know, we've had the pieces, but I don't know if they were ready yet. For the first time, I feel like our running back room has the pieces to have the rotation. For once you get inside the 35, it's not going to have to be our little back going up the middle. We have Yant. We have Step. Hopefully both of them are healthy um, and productive. But we also have a Jay Allen, uh, Anthony Grant, a couple of bigger backs with speed. Um, I'm, I'm excited for, for what things will look like. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous because we have no idea what we're going to see. And if we said we did, we'd be lying to ourselves. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, we can watch Whipple's offense at at Pitt last year and say, hey, this is what it's going to look like. But absolutely, that that doesn't mean shit. I mean, that's just what they ran with the pieces they had. Top receiver in the country last year and a top quarterback in the country. So why wouldn't you air it out? Honestly, I feel like if Nebraska get to 55 – percent run 45 percent pass split i think you're in a good spot with the, with the pieces you got i mean you're five running backs deep where any of those guys could take it to the house at any point i think hell i'd settle for 55 45 the other way if some of those passes are easy passes and our running our running backs we need our running back room to total 14 to 1500 yards minimum i don't need a thousand yards from one guy but I need fourteen to 1,500 yards from the room. 
Well, with with those guys, if you if you can't get to that with those guys that you've got back there, uh, I I think we need a new running back coach. And honestly, I think with what we got with uh, Applewhite, I think we got one of the top ones in the country with what he was able to do with uh, Evans down at TCU. I mean, he's got those boys working every facet of the game. It's it's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Well, every every stop that he's been at, he's had a productive runner. So he's he's doing something you know and it's not like wyoming yeah they're they're going out and their out of conference schedule is never just <laughs> never just easy um so you know they're getting those games too where they've got to get those yards um he, i think he can help those running backs produce and he said it straight away he wants a 1a 1b and 1c and i'm going to i'm going to keep pounding the table on this one I just want to see the running back who plays game one and gets 97 or 197 yards, whatever it is, but that's the same running back coming in game two. And if they have a good game and they're, you know, getting them going, that's the same running back in game three. We just haven't, we haven't seen that. We haven't had that over the last couple of seasons. And I don't know if it's player. I don't know if it's coach and we're going to, I think we're going to start to find out this year and that's, there's there those those answers to all of these questions have to happen and this is a different conversation because the staff right now is on a one year deal. I don't care what anybody says. They are they are win, they are prove it now and and playing for next season. And that's yep. that's the truth of the matter whether we like it or not. That's the truth of it. Yeah, I mean, you you brought in the best guys you could and I I think they brought in some phenomenal guys as kind of guns for hire for this year. Let's see what we can get out of this team. It's not like the team is lacking talent. The one thing that this team needed was developers at every position. They've got them with the guys that they brought in, which is which is great. Um, I, I I think that's what they kind of needed to do. Um, so we'll kind of see how they how, how they go. I mean, it, it's a one year for Frost to really figure it out. I feel like he's got to win eight, though. Honestly, yeah, I don't disagree. It's and it's do it's really doable. I mean, that's the that's where we're at right now. But I think I really believe eight's doable. Yeah, it's definitely not impossible. I feel like if you've got the right guys in the right places and the coaches doing what they should be, I I feel like they can get there. But since we're talking about transfer portal and we're talking about NIL and all that good jazz, let's open it up to why everybody's here: the six pack and a tall boy, Church of the Corn. And that means we're going to pick six uh, newcomers this year that we think are going to make an impact. Uh, did you guys rank yours six to one? Or I guess uh, I'm not sure how you guys did it, but six is my one that is still going to make an impact, but my number number one is kind of who I think is going to make the most impact this year. I don't yeah, know how I'm, you guys I'm did it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm going to assume Fitzy's the same way. And then we got our hey, tall boy. I'm the... I'm the same, except honestly, I'm sitting here looking at a list of five. So I will, I will find my sixth. Um, you you got your tall boy, the, right? That is the theme. I've got that, but I just stopped short of maybe because I I drank one already um, or several, or you know, the, uh, we'll let the judges decide. I might have taken no. a cop out or two on this six pack, but <laughs> we'll get into it. No, I, I I will have I will have six, but I did go. I went from in my astute opinion from kind of who's going to be the 
impact, but yet who's going to be really, really important. Perfect. I think we all got him kind of the same way, it sounds like. So who wants to lead this bad boy off? Fitz, Drake, Drake you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, uh, at number six is my first cop-out. I'm going to go with <laughs> the defensive line transfers as a whole. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if you're going to notice a difference from a stat production point. I think you're going to notice a difference in – you know, how quickly our running backs can fill gaps and how how many less blitzes we might have to run. We might be able to drop more in coverage this year. Uh, but on top of that, just even if those guys don't make production difference on the field, it's the depth there that is key. The depth there has been a problem for us, playable depth at least. So, yeah, all, all those defensive line tramp, transfers make a difference one way or another, whether it's on the field depth or on the field and not making making plays but allowing somebody else to make a play fits what you got or you want me to go my number six and then and i even act i put wild card behind it but you know we've got it's a it's a new coach in the in the in this room there's 13 or 14 guys that are filling the room right now and and really between injuries between a bunch of newcomers um on unproductive guys for however you want to quantify that, but I'm going to go with, uh, and I apologize in advance just cause I haven't heard the name pronounced. So I'm going to go with, uh, 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 John Ron Bonner wide receiver, uh, big body he is a freshman coming in, but whether it's, you know, special teams, something like that, the, just the, the tape on him says that he's got good footwork, uh, he can go up and high point the ball. So, you know, that's something that they're, they're needing and just look at, you know, you got vocal coming back. We know where the tight end room sits right now with injuries and, and unproven players again, you know, and we already mentioned it as well. We get into that red zone. What are they going to do? And that might be something where, you know, he's only getting a few plays a game, but maybe it's in those, in those red zone opportunities and he can go up and, and get something. So, um, you know, he's, he, he may not step on the field this year, but when he does, I'm going to look like a genius. And so uh, Bonner is uh, is my number six. How about you? So wait, wait, hold on. I got a question here for you, Fitz. I'm glad you kind of brought up he might not step on the field this year. Do you think he is a four-game guy at the end of the year, sprinkled in throughout the year, or at the very beginning of the year? Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. I, I'm going to say we see him early. And if he's productive early, we may see him throughout. I don't think he's somebody you wait on. Um, I, I honestly forgot about that that idea of the four, which is is fantastic, uh, especially with, you know, we've got a lot of guys coming in that have more years to play than, than normal on transfers, JUCO, stuff like that, all that COVID stuff. But um, I think we see him early, uh, potentially maybe win some games, because uh, I'm, I'm feeling the Huskers are going to be able to to, to get some points on some, some teams and, and get some of those backups in, which has been a necessity. And we haven't had that recently. Uh, I say two, I say he plays, I say he plays in one of the first three games and okay. then play it from there. So I'm, I, I guess I'm putting a lot into my number six pick right now, um, which maybe I shouldn't have had my own six pack before we started this. Uh, but I think, uh, 
I, I, that's a great question. That's a great way to look at this. I, I say he does. I say he does more than four. I'll just, I'm going to okay. stop talking and say more than okay. four. And you're, yeah. So they're going to burn that red Zach shirt was, this year, Zach huh? was giving me the throat slash, and so I just, I'm going to stop. Gonna I stop wasn't talking. Bill Callahanning you. Come on now. Anyway, Molly, number six, I got Timmy Bleakroad, the kicker from Furman. I take I took the low hanging fruit there. Um I mean we've seen Nebraska's kicking game the last few years. It's been terrible at best. Um you get an accurate kid who can also shadow as a punter if need be too. So he's done both. He's a good uh dual dual kind of guy. Um he's got a big leg. I think that's gonna make a difference in quite a few games this year. Um I the special teams obviously is is taking a huge jump up with coaching staff to players um everyone that's going to touch the ball has has improved i feel like massively so that's my number six i've just got bleak road there um yeah i I, I, he's your starter obviously we've seen even in the spring game we're still missing kicks so um yeah bleak road's your your starter just pencil that in right now with permanent marker and um yeah, we'll we'll keep on rolling there. What you got for your number five, Drake? My number five is another cop out. It's going to be the quarterbacks, Chubba Purdy and Casey Thompson, for two reasons. One, I, I we we've talked about it. Casey's Casey's the number one guy, right? We're all in agreement there. We're pretty sure. I think his his short accuracy is going to. Again, like we just got done talking about, allow for more quick hitters, put us in some better spots, especially in the red zone. But I feel like for the first time under Scott's ten, Scott Frost's tenure, we have multiple quarterbacks who are ready to play, um, which allows us not to, A, trot a guy out there who's struggling or hurt all the time, and B, it's going to allow us to find other creative ways to get a guy like Logan Smothers on the field. Now, will they? I don't know. But it just opens up another world of opportunity for that offense. So you have one, two guys ready to go. You have a third guy who's ready to go with experience already too. Uh, But that third guy can be used in a variety of ways on the field. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think all your quarterbacks are kind of built the same at this point. I mean, kind of big arms, not the biggest guys in the world, but pretty goddamn mobile. Yeah, and you know, a guy that's been lost in this quarterback discussion, and I know you know we're we're really talking about newcomers, Heinrich Harburg. I don't think he's as far off as a lot of people think. I, you know, he showed last year in the spring game he's way more mobile than people expected him to be for that size, and he does have an arm. So even though he doesn't have experience, I'm confident that Whipple will have him ready to go if he needs to be called upon too. Yeah, I think Whipple's going to have any quarterback in that room ready to go that's going to touch the field. There's a few positions I'm pretty confident about, and quarterback in the past I couldn't say was one of them. It's, I'm feeling confident with Whipple in that room this year. Frost being a little bit more out of that room and being a little bit more in makes me feel good for those quarterbacks because the development just hadn't been there the last four years. I think yep. they may have been worse a couple of years in than when they arrived on campus, sadly. Fitz, what you got, bud? Well, if I, I, I maybe a clarifying question here if I can follow Drake's model. Can I 
just do all of the walk-ons and just say if one of them, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You um, can just say I offense and defense. Yeah. My number six is this position. My number, oh, wait, wait, we're on five Dick. <laughs> Richard, please. Anyway, um, professional fits. My number five, I'm going to stay local and we're going to go uh, to uh, Columbus's own Ernest Hausman. Um, there's been some good chatter from some of the coaches there. Some of the players have, have mentioned him. He, he talked about what he felt was, was necessary for him was just getting his body right to play at the next level. Uh, he's talked about the, the games that he wants to play and, and go against Ohio state, Michigan, Wisconsin. So in his mind, he's ready to go. He wants to be, he's putting his expectations on himself and, you know, we we know that linebacker is a is a stra- an area of strength for the team right now. But at the same time, if he can be a guy that can can turn into that that edge rusher, that pass uh, rusher, those type that type of player, it might be his way. Maybe it's just a couple two three plays a game. But at the same time, you know, going back, you, you've got four games to prove it right now. And then if if he's not ready, then you know you you move on to the next guy. But He's somebody that I think we might see special teams early on, uh, freak athlete, uh, good body, you know, good build, one of the, you know, off the bus type of kids as a freshman. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, he'll, uh, he'll prove me right. And obviously Husker Nation's in my corner because they want him to, to prove us right as well. So I've got all of, he's going to, Drake's going to take a whole room or a position. I'm going to take a Husker Nation and say, this is uh this is all of our our hope with uh, number five, Ernest Hausman. Yeah, he just missed for me. I, I wanted him on here. I, I had a really hard time with with this six just because there's there's the a reading. lot of guys I feel like. What's that? Was it the reading? Or oh yeah, no, that it was it, in words. It was definitely the reading, and nobody was around to help me, and I couldn't figure out how to plug my computer in, and I just had a lot of problems today with this. So. Um, I'm just hoping that these ones that I put on here are actual players for the University of Nebraska <laughs> at this point. Um, my number five, I got Anthony Grant. He's the JUCO trans. I, I think he's JUCO, right? Or is he? Yeah, the um, yeah. New Mexico Military yeah. Institute. Yep, yep. So he was a 1,700 yard rusher, or, or I think he's a rusher. I think he was like 2,500 yards, um, all purpose. purpose which is phenomenal for anybody um, at any level. Um, but when you watch his tape, he's just got soft hands. It, it's one cut and go. I mean, we even seen that in the hype videos of, ne- of Nebraska early, earlier this year. He put that foot in the ground and he was gone. Um, he was out running angles, which is phenomenal. Um, I, I've compared him to a couple of big names. Um, I think he's probably, as a running back, I could think, you know, Mo Washington, maybe that kind of level of explosiveness with him. I know it's kind of sacred ground, but um, I think he could be, I think he's going to be the bell cow this year. Um, I think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Ramir. Um, I, I think those are going to be your guys really toting the rock. And then you've got your Yant that's going to get your tough yardage. But I, I think Grant's going to be the dude this year. Think about what Grant said when he, when he joined us for his, for his episode the guys that he tries to to emulate, right? The guy, I mean, it was he's not he's not falling short. It was Derrick Henry, it was um, uh, Josh Jacobs. You know, those are big bruisers, but they've also got speed for days. 
and you get them in the open field, you know, and then eventually we get to that place where you take enough of those hits, you know, guys are shying away. Guys are coming in a little bit, you know, they've got the, the, um, Tyrannosaurus Rex arms and they're not quite reaching out for the tackle and he's just going by and, you know, and turning something that should be only three or four, maybe it's 14 or 24, something like that. So, well, that's, that's the thing. Where, that's, he's bigger than he looks. I mean, you don't think mm-hmm. he's his, his weight, but I, I think he's measuring in about 200, 210. I mean, having a guy that's that fast hitting you that often. I mean, and then he just sidesteps you when you think you're going to get him. I mean, you can't you can't get a clean shot on a fellow like that, and I think that's something that Nebraska has been missing for for a little bit now. That kind of sh- shifty guy that's got a little bit of wiggle. But um, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's going to be the dude this year. Um, let's go to the next one. Four. What you got, Drake? Um, I my my four was Anthony Grant. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here, and I'm gonna go with Kevin Williams Jr the offensive lineman transfer. Uh, we don't need to go too much into our problems with the offensive line. Um, it's been a while since we had somebody fall backwards on the offensive line before the snap, but uh, I, baby you know, steps, baby steps. We need, we need some anchors there. Uh, Kevin Williams has produced at Northern Colorado. It is not quite the big 10, but he has every bit of ability to, to come in and be a solid offensive lineman here in the big 10 and, you know, kind of be a mentor to some of those younger guys that we, we need to step into that role too. So Kevin Williams, I think helps stabilize that offensive line and, and we get, we get some better pass protection, some bigger holes on, on the ground game. And, you know, Nebraska fans will talk offensive line all day. How about this? We're actually not talking about the offensive line, which would be a good day in Husker land. I mean, honestly, that's where it just because people are just taking shots, shot after shot after shot. And somebody as good as Juergens, they couldn't even you couldn't qualify it because everything else around was just not what it was supposed to be. And so Mm -hmm. announcers, media, you take, you know somebody else running that Oklahoma player 35 yards down the field and and doing the whole blindside remake on him Mm -hmm. is great and grand and wonderful, but because it's Nebraska and nothing else, they must be holding, they must be doing, you know, whatever it is, it just doesn't get the run that it should. So Mm -hmm. hopefully they're not talking about it, but eventually they will because it's, it's a better entity. And, And here's the thing about a guy like Kevin Williams too. I've, believe if you have kevin williams or another kevin williams type guy on the roster last year teddy prohaska isn't forced to play as a freshman he's able to get his body right and avoids that injury but teddy was far and away our second best offensive lineman last year and was forced to play and unfortunately got hurt in michigan i just don't think his body was physically ready for that and it shouldn't be for an offensive lineman it is hard to come into the Big Ten and start as a freshman on the offensive line, and they tried to hold Teddy back, and it just didn't work out because we needed him. Um, if we can get more guys like Kevin Williams to to stabilize the offensive line now to allow us to build up the younger guys, it sets us up for success this season and down the road. Are you willing to, because you, you put me on the spot several times, um, starter? I think Kevin Williams is a starter. Uh, I I don't know if he starts at guard or tackle. Uh, 
but I do think he's, I think he starts on the right side. If, if I had to put money on it, I would say he starts at right guard and you know, you have Teddy at left guard. I don't know who, I don't know who we've anointed as center. We've heard several different names. I think Hickson seems to be the one everyone's throwing around quite a bit. We're going to be, we're going to be messaging on the, we're going to be messaging during the, uh, Northwestern game and Kevin Williams is going to run out as the personal protector for the first punt of the game. And Drake's going to be like, I told you he started. I told you he started, but you're Uh, saying on the offensive line, he'll start. Yes, I believe so. Uh, Now correct. Corcoran was starting at left tackle last year before Teddy came in. Is that right? Yeah. He started at left, I believe. And then, and then um, moved to right. Yep. When Teddy was in, and he looked way better on the right side of the offensive line. So I would say Kevin Williams starts at right guard and Corcoran at, at right tackle. Got to get him healthy again. And there's there's center talk for him, though, too. So that's – I mean, we've got Hickson, we've got Cork. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care where Corcoran plays. If, the, if, if he's the best at center, put him at center. If he's the best at right tackle, you know, we just have to solidify. I, I just don't want, you know, game, game one, five guys. Game two, it's – 80% new guys around the center. I mean, we just got to find that. Cons- and it goes with a lot of what we talked about, though. Game to game to game, can we build some consistency? Right. And and we've talked about this earlier in, in the podcast season, too. I, I think for the first time, we're going to see less of an emphasis on offensive linemen being interchangeable and actually have set positions, um, which which is good. I don't. I don't want to see him rotating guard to guard to tackle. I, I want if you're a guard, I want you to be a guard because those are two different sets of footsteps. The cross training we always hear about. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's you. You said Kevin Williams, and he talked um, on you know articles and, and and different things like that. And I think um, Hunter Anthony said the same thing that the the conversation was you're coming in. This is the position that we want you to play number one, but number two is they've also said, Hey, this is the position that I need to play. If I'm going to have an opportunity, you know what I mean? So it's not, they're not dictating it, but it's like, Hey, I'm not coming in. And they've told me that I don't need to learn this, this, and this, I want to get really good at this, help the team and then help my, you know, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. we'll see if that, if that comes through to fruition or not, but master one part of it and then grow is how I look at it. Instead of being decent at all five positions, let's get, really good at one and then add two if you need to we don't do that with other positions in a way i mean we we interchange some safeties and cornerbacks in a way but we're not we're not taking okay um we need well maybe i'm gonna step in my own shit here because we did have some quarterbacks that played wide receiver and receivers that played running never mind so um (laughs) maybe we're past maybe we're past all that but that's always been one guy, right? It yeah. hasn't been the entire room. Yeah. And then that, that yeah, transfer city. So anyway. Yeah, you can't have the whole room like that. Just get get them, get them specific in their spot and build them there if you need to with a couple guys, but not the whole room. Fitz, Fitz, what you got for number four? Number four is, um, you guys going to correct me here. Um, transfer i'm not sure if it's juke i don't believe it's juco maybe it is um deshaun singleton yep he is uh hutchinson community college that's what i okay that's what i didn't want to say it because i 
I was drawing a blank on it, but yeah, I think he is somebody who's going to come in and I'm not, I'm not proclaiming a starter. That's not the the whole point of this exercise, but I think it's going to be somebody that is going to be a difference maker. He's new and he's obviously, he's going to fight for a starting position, but he's going to be in that mix at safety, uh, big body, uh, big hitter. Um, we've got some, some other guys, uh, teaser coming up, um, that uh, are a little bit bigger than he is that could be in the box safeties. But I think he's going to be somebody who, you know, the, the comps have been a little Deontay Williams, stuff like that. So if, if that's what, if that's what we get out of him early on, uh, fantastic. Um, His length, his speed, uh, he's been able to manage the field a little bit. He can be that captain in the back of the field. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to Sean, uh, Proving me right. And that's what all these guys I've actually spoken to all of my six. Um, we've, we've kind of uh, contracts are in the mail. They understand the, um, I wouldn't even say the pressure. Ramifications. They're, they're big 10. What's that? The ramifications of letting the ramifications. Down. I mean, it's, it's, it's NIL. Um, I've got some old coupons and gift cards and, and things like that. Uh, a few of them, I don't want to name names because I don't want to, to put them on the spot and people like hitting them up, like people coming out of the woodwork. Hey, let, let me have this. But I do have some uh, Kmart gift cards that uh, a couple of the guys were really, really high on. So that's they've we've got that. So but that's my deal. I don't want to, you know, take away from what you guys have done. So, so Fitz, I'm not going to lie to you. I love I love your pick with Deshaun Singleton. You know what I expect out of him this first year? I expect a Ricky Thinars, Larry Asante level of production on special teams while he's waiting to get into the starting rotation. Well, that's just, that's just, that's just bonus. Special teams is a bonus because we, I, I believe we're going to be excited to see special teams, but I, I think we're going to see, and again, it may not be game one, game two, but he's going to get his, his, his minutes. He's going to get his time. And, and I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be dependable and a, a, a playmaker uh, on the back end here, second half of the season. Yeah, I had him on there before. I, put, I had Singleton on, and I took him off, and I put Bleak Road on. So I was thinking pretty highly of Singleton as well. I think he's, I think he's going to be popping up all over the place this year, defense and special teams. Um, I went with Devin Drew. I didn't take the whole D end room or D line room, Drake. <laughs> I went with Devin Drew, the uh, Texas Tech, and I actually he's an Iowa Western guy. Um, He's about six four, two eighty ish. Makes me wonder what they're doing with that defense. If they're going to more of an even front, or if they're sticking with an odd front, it it looks like they're going to go with a uh, even front based on the guys they're getting in. Which hey, I'm fine with it. I think it's easier to do a. 43 than a 34 considering the body types you need on that line for a 3-4 and Nebraska just doesn't have them especially at nose um I I think they're they're going toward that and they've got a guy that can penetrate the line pretty well and they need to start building that relationship with the Iowa Western if they can get that going that's a hell of a uh junior college to have in your back pocket right across the border Iowa State has I mean Iowa Western has really beefed up Kansas State in recent years with positions of need um perry and winfrey the one that went to oklahoma was down to oklahoma and nebraska and oklahoma did something to push him over the line and yeah that's why he's in the nfl right now 
It's called you know, money before nil. Money. You're not you know, wrong. Not to bring but hey. back uh, bad memories, but the Illinois wide receiver who caught the game-winning pass in that abysmal game a few years ago, by the name of Geronimo Allison, came from Iowa Western, and he's in the league now too. Yeah, I forgot about him, but yeah, he's just right across the border and came back to bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and and what we've seen. I shouldn't say what we've seen, but what we know, and it's the, it's, you know, it's from Iowa Western staff and position coach, head coach is the fact that he was eighth on the depth chart. And within three weeks, he was up to three, you know, to, and then he just became a guy that you just couldn't take off the field mm-hmm. and they were successful as a whole. And because of him. So the, I, the point of that is coming in, learning a, a little bit of a new system, learning what it's going to take in the big 10 compared to the, to the big 12 uh, type of style at Texas tech. I, I think I agree. He's, he's not on my list, but I think he's somebody that's going to be a, an immediate impact at, a, at an area of need. And if that gives uh, a hut mocker, another year, a few games here and there where he doesn't have to be the guy right now, you know, then great. If those two can roll, can rotate, and stay fresh and just disrupt on their side and, and, and take, take up those gaps, free up lanes, you know, whatever it is. I think it's a, it's obviously a bonus. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's a, that that's what you want from those guys. Um, Let's, let's move on to the next one. What you got for number three, Drake? I have Alabama transfer Kane Williams at safety. Um, you know, I, anytime you get a chance to go down and learn from Nick Saban, even though, you know, he's got some stuff going on in the media that I think is hilarious right now. (laughs) Uh, anybody, anybody who can end up at Alabama on a full ride at safety in that loaded room and come here. I, I think we have a legit shot at him pushing for the starting position and just helping those guys grow in that room. Uh, even as, you know, ultimately an underclassman in that room, I think he has a chance to, to make some noise. Well, I'm just going to jump in right now because Kane Williams is my number three as well. Air five. All right. We did a, uh, we did a cheesy zoom podcast. High five. Uh, we know our listeners are quite jealous. Uh, we will do NFTs of that high five for anyone who's interested. So please contact at Church of the Corn. Um, no, I, I agree. He's he's somebody that you know people people look at transfers and it's it's real easy to to find reasons why they wouldn't work and and why are they transferring. But when you're at Alabama, and we got another one today, as mentioned earlier in the podcast. But when you're there, it's not like you're you're sitting behind you know. Timmy Smith, you know, two-star guy who's just a gamer and really works hard in practice. It's the guys can play. And if he feels like he's, you know, and he's betting on himself, all these guys are. I, I agree though. He's somebody that could come in and is gonna, you know, make a make a difference. But it, it it really for me, it goes back to what we said. You get those four games, you use what you can. If he plays more, great. If it's if it's warranted, if it's needed, uh, if if he has the ability. But then he's got enough years. He's got four years to play. Yeah. And so 
you know, if, if he's here for two and can go, if he's here for whatever it is, um, we're getting the best of that. So I, I, I agree. That's a, that's a, you know, Drake, that's the best pick you've made tonight <laughs> at number three. I just, and you know, knock on wood, bad juju, whatever. I just hope that him and, and um, now I'm drawing a blank. The guy that you just mentioned, uh, Deshaun Singleton. I just hope that we're not setting the bar for them and getting, you know, a Tyreek Johnson last season that just never found a way to get on the field and make a difference. Um, and I still think Tyreek Johnson has all the ability in the world and he might might make something happen this year. Um, I I just I actually expect these guys to come in and and produce. I didn't have tremendously high hopes for Tyreek Johnson last year just because I thought that secondary room was pretty well established. Um, and this year, every job is up for up for grabs. So uh, I expect a little bit more out of those new guys because they can they came in looking to take that spot. Well, and we know we know Fisher is, if nothing else, he's cutthroat. And if it's he doesn't care if you've been here two days or two years, if you can do it, he's going to get you out on the field. Yeah. And he he's put trust. We've seen that where. You know, we other positions, you know, guy goes out there maybe banged up and not 100 percent. He throws guys out there and they rise to the occasion. And he know it's you almost have this feeling that he knows it. And the trust that he has is known by those players and they go out and they don't want to disappoint him. But at the same time, they're out there balling. And that's you know, you that's what you want. And if it's young guys, then love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's you know a reason what? he's one of the top DB coaches in the country, I think. Exactly. It, you know what I was going to say as a, as a point to that, Fitz? Think of the last two guys who had to step up unexpectedly out of his room. And, you know, you could argue that their prediction was better than the starters in, in key moments in Miles Farmer and Quentin Newsom. Both those guys stepped in to, stepped in with little to no experience and they balled out, which, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see who comes out of that room. There's a lot of returners that, that still can make some noise. I've mentioned Nola Polo Gates a lot. He seems like a guy that's just been unfortunately stuck behind some really damn good players in those rooms, but also kind of positionless. And I think Fisher's finding a spot for him this year. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go full in on if, if Fisher says leading up to Northwestern and what is it? 97 days trying mm-hmm. to check my math there. Um, that that's, that's the guy that I'm going to trust. I'm not doubting if he says, these are my, you know, six, seven guys that you're going to see rotating in. There's no doubt that those are the best guys for it. Now are other guys going to move in and out? Of course they are, but I just, that's one thing we've seen consistency and consistently, excuse me, over the last four years is his guys are ready. And when they're ready, he gives them the opportunity and they're ready to go given that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Zach, where are you at for three? Um, Unless you've got, uh, we went with, uh, sorry, I know you um, guys got Kane Williams, right? Yep. And number three. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into mine. I got Kevin Williams. We kind of already discussed him. He's going to be a starter on the offensive line. So I'm going to give my number Ooh. two then. Um, I've got Tommy. Order. What's that? 
I said we're jumping out of order. Now that, I'm confused. That, that's okay. I didn't want to go too deep on Kevin Williams there. We already kind of addressed it. Um, I got Tommy Hill uh, from Arizona State as my number two. I think he's going to slide into one of those cornerback spots, started this year, started in the Pac-12, and did some really good things down there. Um, I, I think he is going to be a day-one starter for Nebraska. I think Drake mentioned you had Tommy Hilfiger as your number two. Is that right? Uh, no, not Tommy Hilfiger, unfortunately. Hey, Zach, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot just like I put Fitz on. If you had to pick, this is going to be a two-part question. Do you see more of a shift into more of a nickel with four linemen, two backers, or, you know, two defensive linemen, extra backers on the rush edge and going five and six in the secondary more or, or how do you see the secondary playing out? Are we going to stick with four guys for the majority of the time? Uh, I think it kind of depends on what comes out of that room and kind of who rises to the top. I think you could go with a four, two, five, kind of that pace or that nickel defense um, and operate well in the big 10, as long as you've got the bodies up front and your linebackers are a little bit bigger, almost like three, four linebackers. Uh, Reimers and Heinrich are pretty good size. So I think they'd be fine there. Um, it, it, it'd be interesting. You can come up with some great blitz packages off that. Uh, I think they could be going toward either a four, three or a four, two, five. So I, I was, I was just, just going to say, say I think we're missing <laughs> we're missing like the uh the one body type that we're missing out of that room and style of play in that secondary. I don't see an Eric Hag or a Deshaun Gomes in that room, a guy that is totally comfortable filling in the run game and filling it hard but also can cover um you know the closest guy obviously Jojo Doman kind of played that role last year. Caleb Tanner I think Caleb Tanner is going to be more of a rush specialist. Just to, okay. I um right. I think he has the ability to cover. I don't think I don't know that he has the technique yet. I think he's been a late bloomer his whole time here. Every year he gets incrementally better. I just haven't seen a lot of coverage out of him to to trust him in that role. I think it's more of a Buddha right. That's kind of your split guy that you're missing there that mm-hmm. can drop deep or kind of come up and lay the wood just based upon his size, 6'4", 230-ish. So, I mean, that could be the and guy you know, out there. If Miles Farmer can play some man coverage that we haven't seen yet, and, you know, he definitely has the ability to, I think he is a prototypical Deshaun Gomes or Eric Hag. Um, Eric Hag was a little bit longer like Miles Farmer. I think, I think Miles Farmer could fill into that role really easily. Yep, I, I don't. I agree with that. I don't care what they play. Put whatever number on it. If we can just get a cut out or get rid of or stop that tight end drag. I yes. mean, I I I I don't care what else we do. And that's I know that's the type of player you're talking about. But that is, and I don't know if that system. I don't know if that's guys just missing a sign. Whatever it is, that just kills us. And it's not to the outside. We get it covered. They keep it in front of this, you know, that sort of thing. But that that cross the front on third and between, fifteen at two yards that goes for eighteen. Yes, yes. Those are. I mean, those are just those moments. You're like, oh, come on, what are mm-hmm. we doing here? So yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree though. I you know we go back and we we talked about this earlier too. Um, you know, big picture is the off the offense is behind the defense right now. It's it's been that way for the last couple of seasons, uh, and if the defense can maintain its its momentum and 
but we find those guys that step up with um, into that peso, into that Jojo Doman, you know, kind of a positionless player and whoever that is, but has, you know, for, you know, that baseball terminology, that five tool player and somebody that you just, you don't want to take off the field. You know, they can, they can put their hand in the dirt on, on third and get after it. They can cover, they can, they can stop the run. They can get edged, you know, inside to outside, you know, those sorts of things. But, and that's going to be the interesting part because we can, we can name players in, in multiple positions uh, who can row it in. And we can probably be all say, okay, we can feel comfortable. This is linebacker ones. These are the, the twos, but who's that guy. That's going to be for me. That's a great, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the guy, that's the position that is necessary because we've come to rely on that. And if they're going to run that pure, you know, if they're going to run a four, three, they've, they've got to have that guy that doesn't come off the field, but can do all of those things. So. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, my number two is wide receiver transfer, Trey Palmer. I think he makes an immediate impact out on, on offense. Um, I think he'll be used in kind of a variety of plays. I know they've pretty much had him on the outside, um, but man, he runs some crisp routes. I could see, you know, I could see him being our Jalen Addison type guy. And Mark Whipple has said he wants one of those guys. Right. Um, so I definitely can see us moving him around on offense and force feeding him the ball a little bit. And then obviously the special teams game that we're going to get it, get from him in the return game. I fully expect him to be our starting return man, at least on kick return probably punt return as well um i just i think you're also trying to limit the amount of hits that oliver martin takes just because he's had problems staying healthy um but i'm also never worried when oliver martin's back there catching punts that we're gonna muff it either so i don't want i i just i think you want to limit his hits so um if you're putting him back there and trying to limit it limit hits you're looking at santino panico and we don't want that back Fair catch city again. Yeah, yep. I, 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 I completely agree. And I, I didn't pick him just because I wanted to kind of look at some other guys and it really gave me an opportunity to, to dig in a little bit. But I honestly hope that Palmer doesn't have to do as many returns because the 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 rainbow and unicorns of that is that means there's somebody better or yep. somebody that can do as good. And I think we're probably going to see that a little bit more than we have in the past anyway Mm -hmm. um whether it's more of an aggressive stance on returns it it just kind of seems like there was this safety mode and the moment that you know whether it was just indecision that we've seen you know we had the illinois um you know snafu and stuff like that but it's like if if the coaches say you know what here's the deal here are the rules and if it's if you follow these rules you decide what you want to, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, but we, we can't live off an average of 2.6 yards per return. That's no, <laughs> I mean, you can't, re- but you, you also cannot force somebody to be Dewan gross. That is not Dewan gross or Courtney Grigsby, or, I mean, there's just, we can, but yeah. it's like, what's the, what's the difference there? Was it, was it coaching? Was it mindset? And I'm not talking the players because you know there are 10 players on that roster right now that can raise their hand and say, Coach, you want me to house it? I can house it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got to be every part of that. It's got to be 11 guys 
And that's, again, another conversation. But that's where Bill Bush is going to come in. I yes. mean, he's he's going to get the guys that he wants. And if they're doing, I just don't know if we, again, did they put the time? I don't know. Did they put the concepts in? I don't know. Was it worth having the hassle of a special teams coach on the field coaching? And then, mm -hmm. you know, that's just garbage anyway. But it's well, here's, just, the thing. I, here's the thing about Bill Bush, right? He's not going to correct the punter or the kicker. He can't, he can't do that. What he can do is make the return game significantly better and make the coverage game better. That uh, that's where it's going to come into play. He, Bill Bush wasn't a kicker. I don't think he can teach Tommy Bleak road how to kick. I don't think he can teach Brian Bushimi all those techniques that Brian was talking about on the pod with us. Um, and if he can, great. I just, I think you're going to see the improvement from the specialists alone because they're new. And then you're going to see it in the kickoff game, in the punt return game, in that, those aspects. You're going to see better blocking. You're going to see better coverage. And that's really what, that's what we've been missing most of all. Um, obviously, kicking consistency both in the punt and the field goal game. But, man, I mean, we were kicking the ball into coffin corners on kickoffs and still letting them out past the 30 because coverage was so bad. Yeah, and that's just, you know, the uh, again, athletes versus assignments and, and all that stuff. And if we're if the coaches are willing to put the athletes out there and the athletes are willing to do the work, we're going to see the improvement. Yep. No hands down. And so right in line, it's like Drake knew. My number two is Brian Buschini. I just think he's going to come in. Um, you know, he, he has all the confidence in the world. He, he knows his stuff. When he talked with us, he knew numbers from other guys. He knew what his average needed to be. He got into the weeds of it with hang time. Bill Bush has talked about hang time and, and it's a, you know, it's obviously an important part, but I think he's going to be somebody that we don't have to worry about as much. And if that's, if that's something we don't have to worry about and he's doing his part in letting the guys that are just running down, uh, you know, just complete their job and do their job, then we're, we're, we're all good. So um, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he is going to be on the list for what is it? The Lugar, is it the Lugarza? The Ray that's Guy the right award? Ray no, Guy award? What's, Ray what's Guy's Lugar? Punter. Okay, punter. So Lugar, he's going to be Lugar's kicker, and we know he was he was uh, in the he was the FCS Ray Guy Award winner, yep. and he wasn't far off from from where the um, you know the kicker right. from San Diego State. So I think that's going to be something you know we talked about before. Somebody to watch. He's he's you know uh, he's a he's a different cat. He's he's mature beyond his years. He's ready to go, and he's got a mindset that says, you know what, I'm going to do my work. Here's what I'm here to do. They brought me in and let's go. So special. I didn't go full on special teams. I'm telling you right now, it's just Brian Buschini. <laughs> so we know he, we know he listens. He's one of our seven that uh, listens to the podcast. So shout out to uh, Brian Buschini. Zach, who you got at one? I have got the NIL's most valuable man. I got Oshan Mathis um, at my number one spot. Um, I, I think his tape speaks for itself. He's going to, 
I think he's going to tear the Big Ten up this year. Um, he came to Nebraska to get to the league, and that's exactly what they're going to do. So I got O'Shawn Mathis making the biggest splash this year, and uh, he's my number one. Like Give it. us – we're going to come back to this later, but right now, May 22nd, 8.43 p.m., sack total. Go. I'll go with 10 on the nose. Wow. It's lofty, but I think. Ooh, that's a good question. I know he was all over the field. He, what was it? Maybe fourteen ish. Maybe that kind of sounds right to me. Might be really high though. I can't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to our research department real quick. You guys keep going. Uh, I'll I'll say O'Shawn gets eight and a half sacks, but an ass load of hurries and pressures. Um, just because he's kind of the only guy on that on that roster that fills that exact need, they're going to be knowing where he is on all sides of the field. Um, and it's not like we have another elite pass rusher on the other side that he's just going to steer him into. I think we get a lot more sacks because of him. Um, I think he's at eight and a half, but a lot of pressures. I think because of O'Shawn Mathis, you see the turnovers jump up. You see a lot of hurried passes and uh and some some corners going to make plays. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's going to make a pretty good impact. What uh, what you got, Drake? My number one, once again, a cop-out. I'm going with the new offensive coaching staff. Um, <laughs> no questions asked, right? Offense has to get better. Defense carried us and kept us in games. Offense let us down with the opportunity to win a lot of them. Um, just being marginally better, whether it's play calling rotations or better technique from the guys on the field, that all starts with the guys with the headsets. Let's let's drill down. I'm gonna I, we gotta we gotta refine this just a little bit. Receivers, running backs, and we're gonna go quarterbacks, not just full on offensive coordinator because Whipple's the quarterbacks coach too, right? Mm-hmm. Which of those three coaches is going to are we gonna see their position group improve the most? Uh, well, here's the thing. You, you kind of got to throw quarterbacks out of there because they're both new too. Um, now I think Casey Thompson has better numbers than he had at Texas, um, with some of those key stats. So I'm going to throw quarterbacks out of that. Um, I'm going to see, I'm going to say you see way more production out of the running back room. Um, just because wide receivers have still produced the last few years. Um, you know, Stanley Morgan had a thousand yard year. JD Spielman's had a thousand yard year. Um, you know, Samari Toure had 800 and some yards last year. Wide receiver has, you know, have we had a guy who could take the lid off the defense? No, not necessarily, but they've been able to put up numbers. So, you know, offensive, I, I'd actually throw the most improvement up between offensive line and running backs, offensive line. And I've, obviously has to improve and we expect that right well they're tied together that's what i kept thinking about though is that they're we're not gonna but at the same time though we we take everything that the running backs can give a screen a wheel route a Mm -hmm. pitch running the option all of that stuff or great blitz pickup and that's yeah exactly right and that's something ramir johnson the coaches have said he was doing that last year you know, mm-hmm. so if that keeps them on the field, but I, I think you get if the 
if the running backs are more consistent, if the running backs are producing like we want them to, then it's obviously going to open up everything. Because, you know, it's funny because we haven't even talked about it yet because it's been the, I mean, and we understand Becton is just people, the respect that he has across the the coaching landscape and what he's done and what he's been able to do with those tight ends and recruits and stuff like that. But that's just going to open that up as well. So whether yeah. you want to put tight ends and receivers together, but I, I agree if, if we get more production from our running backs, you know, and that part of that is the ability to take what, you know, I need third and third and two, and we can get four or five. That's, that's better. And if that means making a guy miss, if that means, you know, an Anthony Grant yards after contact, hopefully the yards after contact are coming on the positive side of the line of scrimmage for a change, then that's, that's a bonus as well. So that's a good, that's a good call. I expect to see some, some sets, some offensive packages that have two running backs on the field, which we have not seen in a while. That other diamond, than... that, that inverted wishbone. Diamond oh, the old diamond. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Fitz, what do you got at one? My uh, my number one is, uh, and this goes back, and I just think, and it really ties into what you were just talking about. Um, it's a little bit contrary to uh, to where Zach had him, but my number one is Anthony Grant. I just I just think as a as a difference maker, somebody who comes in, he is ready to play. Um, he's got he is a catch. He can catch. He can run. Uh, he can get the tough yards, but he can also make a guy miss. And, you know, his, his own confidence and, and his ability is there. The coaches are, are, you know, love what he's able to bring. So I think he's going to be, I'm not going to say that he's going to get the first carry in Ireland. Um, but I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be in the mix right away. And I also think, and it's, this is not going out on a limb, but he's going to be a guy that once he gets it, he's not going to give it up very easily. So, yeah, I don't. I don't you think know, you get him RB1. on the field going. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's RB one for Ireland. I think he's RB one come game four. Yeah, yeah. He just has he just has an ability to do everything the coaches want. Now, do we know what his blitz pickup is like right now? We haven't gotten into those details. But at the same time, I think if with with what Whipple's going to do combining it with what Frost has with Apple white new coaches, it's not going to be completely 100% dependent on a little thing. I, I really believe because we've said it's, 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 it's fail and go home for these guys. Yeah. And if that means putting the best athletes on the field and they've maybe missed something, you know, we, and we joke around the the quarterbacks with the, with the test. I don't care what they get on a paper test. They just, they just got to put those guys out there and let them play. So Zach, what do you got for number one? Did you go? Yeah. He gave us his one. What's your tall oh, boy. My bad. My bad. Oh, Fitz, you want to give your tall boy? Or you want me to do it? I'm just going to give mine real quick. I'm I'm going to go with Jamari Butler. Um, I think he's going to make a big impact this year. And I think I got Jamari Butler. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go with Alante Brown. Um, every time I saw him touch the ball last year, even if he caught it out of bounds, I've, I loved everything he had to do. Uh, you know, he had a couple of plays where he made three or four guys miss on a screen. Uh, and the coaching staff has gone out of their way to mention him as a guy that they see making a jump this offseason. When they were going out of their way 
not to name names of anybody, Alante Brown's name came up a lot. I like it. Don't want to do it. Fitz, what you got? Alante Brown. It's easy. It's it's flashy. It's sexy to to go with these position guys. Um, I did go back and forth with with Hickson a little bit, uh, but I honestly don't know if he's going to be the guy at center. As far as a guy making a move and becoming that guy, I think Alante Brown is is the guy. So um, again, maybe a little special teams, punt return stuff like that. But I, I think we're going to see him in that rotation of you know five guys six guys at, at wide receiver and he's going to, he's going to make his mark. And if you figure out what he does well, um, obviously it's get the ball in his hands and he's a guy it's in space. We know Whipple really caters to some guys. He finds, he schemes the way to get those, the ball in their hands. And it's not trickery. It's not shenanigans. It's just, Hey, here's, here's what we're going to do. And if, and if Thompson's what we think he is, that's, that's just the, that's going to work. Yeah. Yep, I agree, boys. Well, I like what we got here. Um, yeah, I, I like this. I like the picks. I like I like what you guys got out there. Um, anything else? Do for you the guys want to revisit this the week before Ireland? Yeah. Oh, I. It you know it's going to come up anyway because we're going to hear a little bit you know fall camp through and we kind of start making some some notes. But yeah, if we start, we want, and once we can start seeing the depth chart, we can obviously take a look there because. There's a few of mine that I went pretty pretty deep into the the new guys, even a couple mm-hmm. new recruits, um, freshmen. So yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll be good stuff. All right, guys, let's do it, people boys. Can, people can rip us apart and make fun of us on social media. Wouldn't be the first, <laughs> won't be the last time. No. Um, gents, thanks for joining me tonight. We'll call it a night, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, revisiting this at a later date. I think it's going to be a good one. I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to all my picks being right and Fitz sucking it. Suck it, Fitz. Suck it, Fitz. Later, boys. See ya. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.